I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We're the guys from that film stew, and this is our latest review, Silent Night. Directed by John Woo, Silent Night is the action thriller film starring Joel Kinnaman, which features almost no dialogue. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Silent Night yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. So, Jason, what is Silent Night about? A father is tormented after witnessing his young son die when caught in a gang's crossfire on Christmas Eve. While recovering from a wound that costs him his voice, he makes vengeance his life's mission and embarks on a punishing training regimen in order to avenge his son's death. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> a bit too enthusiastic. Um, look, this isn't really a story or, you know, kind of a plot that, is is brand new or anything like that it's nothing overly uh okay i was just going to repeat myself in a different way um we've seen this before you know something like a john wick or a nobody or um a punisher even the punisher like you know family member or my family or my dog whatever is killed or hurt i'm going to I'm going to montage train and take revenge on the gang, the thugs, the person responsible for it, the guy with the tattoo, you know, like it's, we've seen this before. However, they're doing some, some cool stuff here. Obviously we mentioned John Wu as the director. It's been how many years since he's done a Hollywood feature? I feel like it's been a long, 2003, was it? Yeah. 20 years. And that film that is long term was paycheck. Starring Ben Affleck, Uma Thurman, Aaron Eckhart. And that was a film that, do you know what? Before I even watched it, I went out and bought it on DVD because it was a new John Woo film. I didn't realise at the time, I mean, who could think it was going to be 20 years? I mean, he has been making, you know, all the movies outside of Hollywood. But I think it's been 20, 20 years. And having him behind the camera, makes this into something more than just another generic action movie. And they had a much smaller budget on this movie than what he'd had in his other Hollywood movies. I mean, you know, of course he'd had hard-boiled Chow Yun-Fat, you know, that was a huge hit, and Big in America as well. And then Mission Impossible 2, Face Off. Broken Arrow. He was having a string of hits, and then it's just weird. After Paycheck, he just disappeared from Hollywood. But I was reading um, an interview that he'd done talking about this movie, and this is what he had to say. The budget was a little tight, and the schedule was tight, but it made me change my working style. Usually for a big movie, a studio movie, we shoot a lot of coverage, then leave it to the cutting room. But in this movie, I tried to combine things without doing any coverage shots. I had to force myself to use a new kind of technique. Some scenes were about two or three pages, but I did it all in one shot. That's John Woo. That's, you know, even though the budget is smaller than the other Hollywood movies I mentioned, 
he's bringing so much to this. Like shots when cars collide, you feel it in your bones. The sound of the cars crashing, it's not like watching a recent Fast and Furious movie. You really, you know, there's a grit, there's a rawness to this film. There's also like, I mean, he obviously has a strong like flavor. Uh, it's identifiable to to him as a director, his visual style, um, camera movements, um, even even particular movements, you know, like or, or particular shots and, and things that you see, you know, like lots of slow down things. There's a there's a ridiculous shot in the beginning of the movie where, you know, you've got the wife um, in the hospital and it pans into her, into her eye. And then turn to her other eye. And I'm like, why is this happening? I'm like, God damn it, John. We're like, just, just make a damn movie. <laughs> like, like, there are some ridiculous things. He's but... telling a story. It's what he does. It's, I, it's, I love it's his style. use. It is his style. I love his use of slow motion. And his use of birds. Yeah, think, funny birds. Think face <laughs> off in the cathedral. Think Mission Impossible 2. When you've got that slow-mo shot, there's fire, there's... Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise with his long hair, walking in slow motion in the doorway. Brilliant. Birds going by. This movie, I reckon it's about seven minutes until you get a shot of a bird. And it's at the hospital. Like, there it is. There it is. I mean, it's outside. It's not like there's this random crazy bird inside. Like, it is a shot from the outside of the room. It is, but still, it's... It's his thing. <laughs> but he likes he likes movement. He, he must like movement. I'm, that's my assumption anyway. He likes movement. You know, talking about his Hollywood movies, how could I forget Hard Target, Jean-Claude Van Damme? And in that movie, he's got that wet mullet. You know, he's always got the wet look. He's moving around in slow motion. His hair's in slow motion. He's got the, the long coat. It's all about movement. So did you say wet mullet? <laughs> it looks wet for the whole movie. I don't know if it's gel or whatever he's doing or if they're spraying him off camera before they shout action. <laughs> There's someone with a bottle. <laughs> Watch Hard Target again, which could very well be my favourite Van Damme movie. That is a great, great Van Damme movie. I don't know. There's some other good ones. Universal Soldier. Yeah. You know, he's he's made some good movies, but Hard Target, that's the one. And if you want to see a wet mullet and you haven't seen Hard Target, check it out. You need to stop saying wet mullet. Um, now, <laughs> with this movie, now obviously we've, we've talked about like, you know, how John Woo's got that visual style to his action. Look, the main kicker of this of this movie is all the visuals. It's it's very much a visual um you know think of what you see the action even the performances like it's more like look at the characters look at the actors rather than hear them there's now there is some dialogue there's like you know radio chatter there's grunts and you know very small snippets of just phrases or or, or something statements but very minimal even our main character played by Joel Kinnaman is is pretty much mute the whole movie you know, he gets shot in the throat in the opening scene, and then uh, pretty much just hear him go ah, ah, for the, <laughs> the rest of the movie when he does try and make sounds. But with that, you know, even that—that's not something brand new, unfamiliar. Even as recent as uh, Disney Plus, that horror movie, The Aliens. What is it? No one will save you, or 
Yeah. Can't hear you or something, whatever it's called. <laughs> Honestly, we we reviewed that movie, and then I remember during the review, I would forget what it's actually called for some reason. It, the title doesn't stick for me. <laughs> but again, it's it's another one of those movies where it's like, hey, look, we've we're telling a story here that is about what you're seeing, what's happening. We're conveying the messages and the and the narrative through through the acting and the action and the other visuals. So that's what we're doing here. Um, it's cool. It's creative. Um, yeah, like I said, it's a visual feast. It, it is also still an, like, what's the word? An audio feast, I guess. The use of sound effects, the use of the music in particular as well, um, which really conveys a lot of the emotion and stuff that you're getting. And I think what it comes down to is... Joel Kinnaman is actually fantastic. And I'm not saying actually like he hasn't been fantastic before, but in this, like, again, without saying anything or much at all, his performances, like, there were, there's genuinely a number of scenes, especially involving his son, whether it's like a flashback or, you know, just a part of like his memory sort of playing tricks on him and stuff where I'm like sitting there and, and it might have something to do with, you know, like the kid being a certain age a relatable thing to me, but it's like heart-wrenching, those kinds of moments. Apart from those, though, the rest of the movie is a lot of bang, bang, you're dead, car chase, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, it, it is. And, it is, but... A really long training montage. <laughs> really Yeah. Long. But Kinnaman, like, to his credit, like, I mean, if he can't pull off this role, which he does, the whole movie falls down. Like That's he it. needs it's to be able it. to sell this movie. He needs to do everything as this character so you can just buy into it and you can follow it. And just that heartache of what happens, him and his wife losing their son, just gang violence, just the way that their son was taken from them. You mentioned, you know, John Wick before, his dog. I mean, you get it, you know, you don't want to lose a pet. But there's, there is a difference between a dog and, and a kid, like, and it, it just it, it grips you. So, like, just the heartache and, and that scene when you know he's after getting shot in the in the throat and, and he's lost his voice and he's just yelling, but there's no sound into the mirror. Like he really gives a solid performance. He's doing what he needs to do for for this role. He's somebody that I've always referred to as being reliable. He always turns up and does what he needs to do. And he does it well. You can always count on Joel Kinnaman. But here, though, you know, seeing him in this, I'm almost tempted to give his Robocop another shot. Because I didn't back in the day. I watched it. Oh, was that him? That was him. Yeah. I hated it. But his performance in this, I'm like, do you know what? I might give his his Robocop another go. But yeah, no, that was that was him. Uh, I was gonna say sometimes it comes down to the script you give him, but look, to be fair, no words in this movie, so I mean <laughs> But he's still well, he, well that's it. He's still acting well. And you've said, you know, the, the, the use of music, like the idea here is that they're using music instead of language. Like you're getting obviously you're getting a lot of face acting through Joel Kinnaman. Like it's all in, in the eyes, you know, the, the trauma, the desperation, you know, all, all of that. But then the music is a substitute for the, for the language. And the composer of this film, Marco Beltrami, 
So, you know, they obviously, you know, paid a bit of money for him because he's no slouch. You know, he's been working oh, for decades. So another good element here. Mm. And we've we've got a cop. You've always got to have a cop. And playing Detective Dennis Vessel is Kid Cudi, you know, musician, actor, you know, he's he's busy. He's um he's doing a lot. I think the first film I noticed him was Bill and Ted Face the Music, where he was playing himself or a version of himself. And since then he's popped up in in heaps of things. But it's interesting in this, there's a reason why Joel Killerman's character, Brian, isn't talking. Does he talk? Does Detective Vassal actually I, talk at all? He's pretty silent, isn't he, himself? I don't, I don't even think he makes, like, grunts and stuff. Because, you know, you've got some of the bad guys, you know, like, yeah, you know, he's like in pain, even when they're muffled. But no, I don't think, I don't even think he makes. I don't think he does either. <laughs> and I mean, if that's he's the not case, a big chunk of the movie, he's he's not. He but when he's in it, hospital, he's in guard. it. You know, he when you get to his office, yeah, he, yeah, with the shooter, like which is which is a you know, it plays a big part there, like. If not for him, like Brian would have died a handful of times before he he actually does. Oh, you know, just jump to the end. When it was so well done, when you had his wife go to their son's grave, you had the train track going around the tombstone, mm. and she's reading the letter, and it's heart wrenching. You know, it's and he he recognizes that she was. You know, she was suffering too, but he just couldn't. He just couldn't go on, and he recognised that he's probably not going to survive the night, and he doesn't. Which is, you know, thinking about you know uh, like sequel possibilities, Silent Nights. It was right there <laughs> for the sequel title. It was right there, but. Uh, yeah, like you know, so many moments in this movie, it just packs a punch, and the way that they yeah. end it really does. And even just the way that they had the letter on screen, you know, as ah, it's just very, very well, mm. well oh, done. I mean, they definitely cheat with the, like, oh, no dialogue stuff when they've got like letters on the screen or like text messages and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cheating, but you know what? It, it conveys what it needs to convey, it's, it's fine. Um, you know, we talked about a lot of like good moments and things that have happened like happened in this movie i do have like the gripes that i have with the movie i think do come down to there's a lot of just silly things in this and i'm not just talking like the visual stuff but like there's a moment uh he's at like the grocery store and like he sees his kid and it looks like his kid and then suddenly he's like he's hugging this boy he's kissing him on the head and then this mom the mom comes over and obviously in a bit of a huff grabs the kid and then just walks off. And then we've got this guy just like lingering around in the car park, taking his time. Obviously, everything else unfolds after, but it's like, if this was real, like there would have been security cord, stuff like, like, like some, a scene like that wouldn't happen. And it, I don't know. I don't like know. I sit there and get, like, nah, this is silly. I went with it. A straight um, man hugging and kissing your kid. Yeah, that, that really, that really affected <laughs> me. Like, that really did because you really, oh, like, like 
believed and he was completely <laughs> lost in the moment. And just from that mother's perspective, you know, she protected her son by taking him away from the strange man. But that would have been where her focus was. Just get away, get away quick. Like she would have mm. been in shock herself. Like what is, what is happening? But just even that the way that was all set up and how it was shot, it was just so well done. But again, yeah. whenever they flash back to the sun, whether it's him remembering lying down beside him in bed or just spending time together, or even when he's dying and he sees his son's life flash before his eyes and, you know, it's Christmas, you've got the baubles, he's seeing his son grow up. I liked all those creative flares. That oh, do you know what? I, I didn't really, like, as a visual thing, like, I, I think the, the movie did really well with, like, with the in telling the story, obviously visually and stuff, right? There was a subtle, even though there's crazy camera trickery and like movements and things happening, there was still a simplicity to how you know what we were showing, what the characters were displaying. I think having him laying there dying, looking up, and then you literally see like like a real play of of his memories of his son through the baubles. I don't know. I think it was a bit like. We get it. Like <laughs> he loves and misses his son, and this is for him. He has achieved his vengeance. I don't know. I, I think just it works. Too... Like there's, there's, but there's nothing else. Like there's, there is, there is nothing else. His son is what's motivating him throughout all this. But we knew that though. Like we knew that was what motivated him, and him laying there, shot, dying. We we know that we know that that's and he's done his thing. I think just a plain shot of him just dying was, was suffice. But I don't. I, I mean, you enjoyed I mean, the, well, the visual. Yeah, cool. no, it it worked for me. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said before. Like in lesser hands, this could have just played out like a direct to streaming generic action film, and I just is clearly doing as much as he can with what he's got, and. It does look a bit, I mean, things like that could be a bit cheap, a bit cheesy, but I'm along for the ride. I'm buying into the character of Brian and that he's going to push himself at all costs because he wants revenge for his son. I don't know, in those moments, yeah, it's cheesy, but it worked for me. I mean, you can't you can't deny that the, I mean, like with, with him training and stuff, I appreciated that. It, it showed him struggling and failing and not being able to just achieve straight away. You know, he's, he's watching YouTube videos of how to like, you know, knife a guy, which is, which is great. That was a big chunk in the movie of him, like sort of doing that and going through the motions and, and stuff where I think if you were to make a movie with, obviously with, with dialogue and, and things happening and, you know, people conversing, all of that gets trimmed like dramatically it's i feel like like stuff like that was there and just extensive for the purpose of i guess stretching out the runtime because we couldn't really fill it with anything else except for more action <laughs> yeah i mean maybe and and on that the runtime 1 hour 45 i thought was a good a good length to this movie genuinely you know, I was surprised that they 
get to that number <laughs> with the story they told. Right. Yeah. You know, I was curious. I was talking, you know, about how the movie looks, and I'm talking about how, you know, in lesser hands, it could have been like a streaming movie. I was trying to find like what was the actual budget for this movie? Like most people are reporting on what the box office is so far. Um, I know it's still like a you know it's a new release movie, but from what I've found, it had a budget of forty million. Just to give you a comparison, yeah, I mean that's pretty low. A comparison, right? And of course, this I'm, and I'm going to compare it to a recent action movie, but a different kind of action movie, one starring Tom Cruise. The most recent Mission Impossible film, Dead Reckoning Part One, had a budget of two hundred and ninety-one million. This movie, forty million. It's it's a, just a different it's a different thing altogether. So I think yeah. you kind of got to you know take it for for what it is. But again, like so thrilled to have John Woo back, and hopefully this movie is a hit. You know, we had a violent Christmas action movie last year, Violent Night. Oh man, I've seen that a couple of times. First time at the movies. Really like that movie. Now we've got Silent Christmas. Hopefully this is going to be a thing. You know, there's been the argument in recent years, is Die Hard an action movie? Well, of course it is. But I like action films set at Christmas. I guess that's why I'm a big fan of Shane Black. It's kind of his go-to, even when he's making I mean, Marvel movies with Iron Man 3. I would say the best action, we're talking violence, you know, the impact on the villains, Christmas movie, Home Alone, absolutely. Like... I'm pretty sure those guys died multiple times. I mean, that that's fair. <laughs> All right, that was my punchline. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but of course, I'm lying. Great movie. Great action. Most <laughs> violent <laughs> Christmas movie it's is a PG. <laughs> it, but you are yeah. you are absolutely right. They would have it's died violent. so many times <laughs> during that night. I mean, the second one, what is it? Marvel, whichever one it is, gets electrocuted. You see his skeleton. I mean, he's dead. He's dead. He gets bricked like 20 times. Anyway. Okay, because we're diving into Home Alone. I mean, uh, it's, but it's Christmas. You're supposed to talk about Home Alone at, uh, sure. at Christmas. And this might be our only chance. <laughs> All right, then. We've, we've done it. If you're going to rate this movie out of five. Um, look, I did enjoy this, and I've got a huge appreciation for the the action and especially looking at the budget and how low it is of the action that they that they pulled off like it just shows like other movies are spending way too much money um because the action looks good the performances from you know especially kinnaman um just fantastic like it is great um this is a unique little movie. It's it's uh, in terms of the action and the no dialogue stuff like that kind of experience. Christmas, you know, it's it's interesting. It's got these little pointers of of sell, which is like, oh, all right, cool. I can see the idea here. I do think. Look, the story again isn't anything new, um, although it, it competently really conveys the story and what needs to be told, which is great and how they do it there's not actually too much to the story it's pretty simple in terms of you know once you get past the first like 20 minutes and you, you're like okay cool here's the backstory we've caught up now it is literally like i'm now training i'm gonna go get the the bad guys 
and we're going to shoot them a lot and drive our cars and things like that. I mean, you said it, you know, you compared it to, you know, a modern Fast and the Furious movie, but obviously the effect, you know, the, the stunts and stuff are better here, more realistic, grounded. But I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of similarities in terms of it is just, it's action heavy towards the end and the story does kind of die off. I mean, the story is still conveyed, but it's kind of shallow in it. There's not much more to it once you know what's sort of going on. Like the breakdown of their marriage is, you know, powerful. Obviously the loss of his son, powerful. His struggles, powerful. But then the the bang, 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 you're all dead. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, we've, it's, it is what it is. Um, For that though, I'd still recommend this. I'd still say, hey, it's worth checking out. Um, but for me, it doesn't it doesn't hit all the marks. But I'm happy to give this a, a nice three out of five. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I I really I really like this. Now we've seen a lot of revenge movies over the years. The point of the difference here is the fact that the the action guy, the main guy, is silent. He can't talk, and that's the main point of difference. And, and it's not just that and the performance we're getting from Kinnaman. Going back to John Woo, keep bringing John Woo back into it. This definitely feels like a John Woo movie. Yes, it's stripped back. And, you know, I said in you know, that article that I read what it had to say about his approach to making this movie, he had to make some changes to how, how he'd normally do things. But it's a really, I'm not going to say fun, because at times it's downright <laughs> awful. You're like, sick. You, you're sick <laughs> you know, but you're you're gripped. You're going. You're going along with it. And, you know, he doesn't all of a sudden become Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone. Like you know, he's still a guy that you know. Some of the fights that he's in, he wins almost by accident, and in it's brutal. Like when he's in the car and he pins the guy against the wall. And as the guy's pinned, he starts stabbing in the, in the stomach. But everything he's doing is out of panic, right? You know, because it's not quite going the way mm. that they thought it would. You know, the young girl, she pulls a gun on him. It was good the detective was there. So it's, you know, a lot of the action, although you're right, he does have that training montage. You know, he's not Rocky Balboa. He's not all of a sudden just going to win. Like, he's still, he's still failing and sometimes he's winning by accident. And I just I bought I bought into that and then just the sadness, like the constant sadness, it just it pulls you in. So it's it's very layered in that regard. And then just you know, the almost no dialogue, uh, but then just the the loud crash of action, the music. I I liked this. I liked this a lot. I'm gonna come in at a four out of five. Well, that's it for our review of Silent Night. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Leo and Candy Cane Lane, also another violent, gritty Christmas movie. And stay tuned for our upcoming review of Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. You've been listening to Luke. And you've been listening to Jason. Where the guys from that film stew. See you soon.